Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Amaya. I'm a first-year student at the University of Miami, and I started using IBIS Prep a few weeks ago for a class I wanted to improve in. Since beginning IBIS Prep, my comprehension and knowledge in math has grown immensely, and on my most recent test, I improved a whole grade letter. Their one-on-one -on -one tutoring is efficient, and they worked with me very hard to make sure I understood every concept. I highly recommend you use IBIS Prep and tell them the Kenya Morgoni show sent you. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the King Ragoni Show on the Believe Network and the Draft Network. We're here with friend and teammate Jake Garcia. What's going on? Thank you for having me. Of course, Thank bro. What up? What's going on? No, we, yeah. We kind of been wanting to get you on for a little bit, you know, just kind of talk. You know, there's a lot, you know going on you know with spring and stuff and you you know last season but you know we just want to start off basically asking like some people not, might not know where you're from because you know you went to school in georgia but you're from cali things like that so go ahead and uh basically just tell us where you're from right so i'm from los angeles california um i stayed in uh probably about 25 minutes from uh downtown l.a um, in a city called Whittier, um, but I grew up there, lived there for 18 years, um, and then obviously ended up moving to uh, to Georgia for my senior year of high school, and that was a that was a crazy experience. But uh, uh, I go back home every now and then. Um, we get the free time and go back and work out with my quarterback coach Danny, and um, it's a great place to be from. But I'm happy to be here in Miami. How how was that transition from from going to you know, California, LA? to Georgia like what was like was it a big difference yeah no uh it was definitely a, a culture shock I would say um as you can imagine I went I went from uh the big city Los Angeles to uh to Valdosta Georgia and that's down in South Georgia about 25 minutes from the border of Florida um and that was a culture shock and I mean I would say that in in LA football is big um it's not like where you guys are from um but but definitely going over to South Georgia is a culture shock and just seeing a, a football town. That was huge for me. That was super cool. And just being able to see uh, like a whole community back in a program was huge. Yeah, I know you said the you know, football is big in L.A., but how was it like growing up football-wise? Was it the little league games, middle school? How was, how was all that? Yeah, no, um, we didn't – you don't get too many people to your games unless you're at the – the modern days, the Boscos, those big uh, private school division ones. Um, so, I mean, my school, my school, I went to Long Beach Poly my freshman year of high school. Um, uh, that was first semester. We had uh, quite a few people at those games. Uh, that school had put out the most uh, guys into the league. Um, Who was and, the quarterback uh, at the time? Matt Corral. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So I was right I behind I was right behind Matt and got to learn from Matt. And that was a great experience to be able to see the way that he handled things and uh, and just like prepared for a game and uh, just handle himself on the field and um, handle situations off the field. Uh, so that was a great opportunity for me. Um, then from there, I went to Narbonne High School. Uh, and, and Where's Narbonne? Narbonne, that was about, I'll say 20 minutes from there. Uh, that's in Harbor City, Torrance area. 
Um, so ended up going there. That was kind of like a little bit of like a rival school, um, which it just happened. Um, yeah. But went there, went there and uh, played for my sophomore year, my junior year, and we got shut down. Um, so ended up having to transfer from there to La Habra High School, which is like 15 minutes from my house. Um, and prior to that, Narbonne was like an hour and 25 minutes with traffic in the morning. And without traffic, it's like a 30 minute drive. So um, it was cool to be back by the area, back home, uh, be local for for my senior year, what expected to be my senior year at La Habra. Um, learned the playbook, went to spring ball and COVID happened. So that shut us down, moved to Georgia, went to Varasta, um, played a game and then ended up getting ineligible and eligible there. Went up to Grayson and finished out one state. Netflix show. How, how, was, how was the whole Netflix experience, bro? That shit's pretty cool. I watched it all. How, how was that experience? Yeah, the Netflix experience. It was cool. It was uh, it was cool being able to be exposed to the, I guess, the environment of just always having eyes on you. Um, we walk around school and, and I mean, you got, you have a mic on you the whole time in school. You know what I'm saying? So um, just like having all eyes on you. I woke up one time there in my room and I was just like, nah, this, this is done. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was a cool experience. It was a cool experience to be able to deal with it and to be able to give uh, give people down in Valdosta that hadn't had the uh, the same, like in high school, I had I had a lot of attention uh, coming out of high school. Um, you have a lot of the rivals, people, the 24-7 people that are based out of LA. Um, so, I mean, I had, a lot of eyes on me, um, but for a school like Barasta, um, which is considered title town high, and they have that title um, for the most uh, games won and the most championships, state championships won. Um, for those kids to be able to have that, those eyes on them was super cool too. No, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that uh, Netflix show. So, how uh, what ended up causing you know you to be ineligible there, or what what happened? Yeah, so uh, my parents had gotten a legal separation. Um, my mom stayed back home and ended up uh, working. Uh, she had a job back home, so she stayed working. Um, my dad's retired, so my dad moved out there with me. Um, and during this time, during COVID, we were thinking about, like, where we we're going to go. Maybe if I just sit out, maybe I just don't play my senior year. But I hadn't played a full season of football yet. So I'm like, man, I want to play football. I want to play my senior year of football. I want to play a full season. I want to go win state um because things just didn't work out from my sophomore year uh ended up sitting for five games went to the state regional game um and threw an interception on the the last what 15 seconds of the game uh uh with the two minute drill back and forth game and um drove it down like 70 yards and ended up throwing an interception in the back of the end zone on a fade bump us or nobody and uh it just yeah. gave my guy a shot and they got intercepted. So that didn't end up as we wanted. Uh, so I come back, bounce back my junior year, you know what I'm saying, and uh, try to win state that year. We got shut down. And and uh, so my parents found a way for me to play. And it was just talks about Arizona, Texas, um, some other places around. But it was something about South Georgia football. And then we found out the rush post was going over there. And uh, that was my coach. That was going to be my coach over there. So it was a good fit. And uh, we just made the move. My parents made it happen. So. Um, my dad went out there, lived with me, um, and although they had the legal separation, uh, they were supposed to be on the same airplane, I guess, and living together still, um, which doesn't make sense, but they found a way to rule me ineligible, so uh, that's how I got ruled ineligible over there. Man, that's actually pretty crazy. It's really, really cool of your parents, though, 
to do all that, you know, for you to play for, I mean, just shows the love, you know, that they have for you. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, really cool to see. But whenever, what was it like, you know, getting that, did you get called into an office? Did you get a phone call whenever they say you're ineligible? Like what happened? Yeah, no, definitely. I got a, oh, I was sitting in meetings. I was sitting in meetings where, uh, with the office coordinator and uh, going over, watching film in the morning and uh, one of the boys had an Apple watch on. <laughs> One of the boys had an Apple watch on and he got a ring and everybody just kind of looked at him like, you're not supposed to have your, your Apple watch. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, just mm -hmm. have a ring, right? Ringing. Coincidence. They look at their Apple watch, they look at it and, and they start freaking out, but they stay quiet. They don't say anything. I just look at them like, come on, pay attention, lock in. Right. And, uh, and they end up showing me like this, show me the Apple watch and it's ESPN. It says breaking Jake Garcia transferred from California to Georgia, uh, Varasta, Georgia, gets ruled ineligible. Oh, That's how I found out. Jeez. That's how I found out at first. And then uh, we just kept appealing and appealing and trying to find a way to play over there. And um, got denied three times, started a petition. It got a bunch of signatures. It got, I got the backing of everybody. I mean, I got the backing of the whole country. A lot of people helped out. And, uh, uh, wanted to see that story succeed over there at Varasta. Um, and it just didn't work out over there. Yeah. But it ended up working out for you, though, because you left Varasta with the Grayson, right? Yeah. And y'all ended up winning the championship, so it ended up working out for you. How was that, yeah. like, leaving Varasta and transferring to, to Grayson? How was that? Bro, that was crazy. That was a, that was a crazy time. Um, <laughs> mind you, when we moved to Varasta, we went over there for uh, – I, it was a it was a quick decision within uh within probably four days we talked about it it came up Varasta came up and we moved out there like it was quick you know what I'm saying so the same thing happened with uh with uh with Grayson is is I was over there at Varasta and trying to appeal it and appeal it and try to play and it didn't work out and um coach we asked coach well, what would you do and at this time I had torn my hamstring slightly uh and I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if this was a sign from God, if I shouldn't play, if I should just go back home or if I should finish out my semester at, at Varasta and um, just keep getting into the offense and digging into defenses and stuff. And um, I'm like, no, I want to play. So I rested on my hamstring uh, and we made a decision within probably a couple of days after we, after we started talking about it um, to go up to Grayson. So, we drove up to Grayson, packed our stuff, and left on my birthday. Made the drive up to Atlanta, four hours. Um, moved up to Grayson and uh, learned the playbook super quick. Tried to dig into it. Um, and that was a crazy experience, trying to learn the playbook quick, really, really quick. And I had, like, three days of practice before first game. Um, but, I mean, just went out there and we, we ran the concepts that I was comfortable with. Because um, football is going to be football no matter where you go. Um, nice. Just made it work. <clears throat> Yeah, so when you went to Grayson, you obviously uh, – y'all ended up winning state and stuff. But, you know, me and Garrett, we like to talk about Georgia football, Texas football, California. But, Florida. yeah, Florida. Florida I, I put Florida at two. I put Florida at uh, number two behind Texas. But – Florida, Georgia, Cali. Yeah, it's, it's Texas versus Florida and then Georgia versus Cali. Which one would you say? I don't want you to upset any people back home, and you know. But what's better, Georgia or Cali football? Oh, bro, you're gonna get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> there's there's differences. I would say I would say 
I hate answering this question, but um, I would say the difference, the biggest difference that I noticed is, is if you go to a Division One school in California, you have a good shot of getting out to the Division One program, right? Um, but when I go down to down to South Georgia and I play against Tift County or I play against a, a, a like a five or four A school or three A school, they have a five star. And it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like back home is only going to be the division ones, the division twos that are going to have people that are highly ranked and, uh, and have all eyes on them with offers. You know what I'm saying? But you go to Georgia, there's the, the, uh, the people that stay home and, and just make an impact on their team. So I would say, I would say overall, I'd probably give it to Georgia. <laughs> overall, I'd give it to Georgia. Um, yeah. uh, but I think like, if you're talking about like, like the sweet spots, the 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 division ones, the the top programs, I'll give it to California. Okay, okay. That's that's respectable. So when all that stuff was happening, you transferring schools, how was that like when it came to college recruiting? Like obviously you already had offers, you already had recruiting, but telling right. coaches like, hey, I'm about to move to Georgia, blah, blah, blah. Like, how was that? Right now, at the time, I was committed to USC, so I had committed my junior year. Um, yeah, my junior year, right before the season, I think. And uh, and I had been, oh, I committed. I was committed to SC for 14 months um, before I decommitted and committed to, uh, to Miami. Um, I on signing day, signing committed. Um, but during that time, it was like, <clears throat> it was like. Uh, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to play football. And the SC staff was fine with it. They were uh, they were really supportive of it, um, which I was super thankful for. And, uh, like, go get your senior year. Go get a state championship. Go win. Um, go get better. And uh, I planned on going back to SC, um, going back home. Um, but things didn't work out over there. Um, and as soon as I got to – as soon as I got to South Georgia, um, that uh, – that's all the southern schools uh, started – started hitting my phone a little bit more. Um, I could imagine. Uh, I was down there and and uh, asking me how I was liking it and um, just seeing if I really liked the environment, the atmosphere, and that would be a, So, uh, I mean, I had a lot of people supporting me throughout the process um, that helped make it easy, but the process wasn't easy at all. Um, just the stress and um, I guess the stress of not knowing what was going to happen. Um, but, I mean – I had my parents in my corner. I had a lot of good people in my corner, my family in my corner to help me out throughout the process. How hard was the decision to – I know you're from L.A. <clears throat> so how hard was that to you know, decommit from USC and become shit outside of the country for real and come to Miami? Right. No, it was tough. It was definitely tough uh, to make that decision. And uh, I had a vision in my head of, of, oh, man, I'm going back home and and – all my family, I, my family, my support system is crazy. Like, yeah. like at the spring game, we have a spring game uh, on Saturday and, and how many people are going to be there is going to be, it's going to be a lot of my family there. So uh, they're yeah. coming all the way from California. I have uh, my cousin, Justin's driving from uh, South Carolina, driving through the middle of the night to get over here. Um, it's, it's crazy. The support system that I have. And uh, I had this vision of me going back home and being able to play in front of them uh week in and week out you know what i'm saying but uh 
they were supportive of it. And, and as soon as I made my decision, everybody changed their stuff from SC stuff to Miami license plates and uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything like that. So um, they were super supportive of it. And, and uh, I mean, I feel like like if they if I didn't have a family that was supportive or a support system that wasn't so supportive, um, it would have been a tougher decision. Um, but but I mean, they come out here and watch my games, and um, I mean, this is home for me. What made you choose Miami over all the other schools? Because you had offers from every school in the country. Why why Miami? Uh, what made me choose Miami really was was the fit. Um, I felt like it was a fit with the offense, uh, the offensive scheme that we had going on uh, with Coach Lashley at the time, um, uh, Coach Diaz, uh, and uh, and it just felt like home for me. When I came on my visits, I had come out a couple times, um, and I know I liked it. Uh, Miami had been a dream school for me uh, since I was younger, and um, I just remember watching watching videos growing up and and – like, oh, I can see myself playing there. I want to be a part of that. And uh, and it was just something about Miami football to me. Um, and once that once it fit for me uh, with Lashley and um, and having Derek here and and uh, being able to learn behind Derek, almost like a like how I was my freshman year with Matt. Um, just being able to have that type of situation again, I thought it was a good situation for me. Um, and I mean, it's just a place that that I know we're gonna get people. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get good players too, and a place that we could win. Oh yeah, for sure. That a lot of people. That's always you know the reason when they come to Miami, they uh they know that well quarterback wise they know that they could get people. Like when Derek said you know he was coming here, it was because you know he wanted. The great defense, like I mean, he knew he was going to get good wide receivers, you know, like stuff like that. Miami's always a spot that you know you're going to have all great talent around you. So I mean, for a quarterback, that's a that's something that I would choose Miami too. Basically, that's important that. because player position that we play, like you can be as good as you want, but like you only really as good as the guys around you. Like they can help you. You know what I mean? Obviously, you can being a quarterback, them, but you yeah, can help. You can, you can make them better. You can make them better for sure. You supposed to make the whole team better, but you know you need a really good support system if you want to accomplish things that you really want to uh, want to accomplish. So definitely. During your, uh, you know, last year, obviously, you know, when Dier got hurt, went down, basically it was going to be you know a chance for you to compete for the starting job for the rest of the season with Tyler. Right. That first game, you ended up breaking your ankle I wanted to ask basically like how did that feel for you you know knowing that you weren't going to be able to compete for you know the QB1 job you know and basically did it take a toll on you things like that yeah no definitely that definitely took a toll on me I mean that was my first real serious injury and uh and I pray that it's my last um but but it definitely took a toll on me knowing that, that was my first my first college football game right and uh go out there and, and i i see opportunity and um i felt like i was prepared uh for the opportunity to be able to capitalize on on uh on on a situation where i got to compete and um and and i tried to make the most of it and went out there ended up uh taking the ball pulling it and i don't run but yeah it's too slow you <laughs> yeah man but uh he he got me from behind uh he must have been running like a four flat 
He, he was probably running like a four seven, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i mean ended up tearing uh four or five ligaments in my ankle and uh i feel like that just it was a it was a setback for me um i guess mentally at the time um obviously mentally at the time it was a setback for me it was a big setback for me um and uh it helped me find myself a little bit more like what i really want to do and help me like during that time i was really just um trying to dig into the offense um and and lifting and trying to get myself prepared for the next year the following year and I feel like uh with the training staff that we have uh uh Joey G got me right and um I feel like I focus on a lot more little muscles now that I didn't really focus on before um which will help me out in the future um but I mean I just know I got to bounce back from it and, and come back 10 times harder 100%. I really try to remember that feeling that I had like when days get tough, like, man, we got to go back over here for this meeting or, oh, man, it's hot outside. Like, man, do you remember that feeling when you were over there walking on crutches? You know what I'm saying? Do you remember that feeling when when you couldn't play and you wa- you were wishing that you, you could be out there? Um, so I really just hold on to that and um, try to use that as motivation. That's a good mindset. And I know I know like for me, like just being around, being around you, uh, you know, for a year. Uh, I, don't, I only play three games, but being around you for a year, I know how like how competitive you are, right? Like, you always compete. Yeah. Um, you always a guy in the back of whoever's taking the rep. You always a guy in the back doing the rep on side. You know what I mean? Like trying to get your mental rep, even when you was hurt. Um, right. and, and that could be hard to do, like mentally, as far as like man, I I should be playing, or that could have been me, or why did I have to get hurt? You know what I'm saying? So I applaud you for even you know, keeping that mindset. It's, it's gonna take you a long way for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I tried to. Uh... I don't want to be the guy on the team that pulls everybody down. And as soon as I come around, it's bad energy, you know what I'm saying? And um, I try to try to really like support everybody through that time. And um, I remember the Florida state game. I felt like I was the most turnt one on the sideline. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just being on the sideline and uh, supporting Tyler and um, making sure that he's on point so that we can get through this game and come out with the W or, um, uh, and Tyler did a great job throughout the year. And, um, I would say that that like when times got tough, um, just making sure that everybody was right, and um, I think that he did a really good job of that last year. And uh, I feel like I try to support him throughout that uh, that situation because he got thrown in the fire too. Um, and and uh, I just try to be there and uh, really push everybody, motivate everybody, and um, hold my one eleventh of the team. No, for sure. And I mean that's a real respectful thing, you know, because most people or some people wouldn't do that. You know, you're competing with a guy, and you end up getting hurt, and someone else gets, you know, basically gets the job, and he's performing well. And it kind of leads into, you know, what I wanted to talk about too is like Tyler ends up having, you know, great rest of the season, and a lot of people are thinking, oh, Jace gonna leave, Jace gonna leave. What ultimately, you know, was it even a decision for you? Did you even think about it? Like, or if you did, like, what made you not, you know, because I know you're a competitor and all that stuff. Like, what made you stay? Right. No, uh, I feel like, like, throughout my high school process, it was just chaos, right? And uh, I feel like I really found a home now. And that's something that I want to hold on to um, and not let go. And I want to, I want to be able to, to win a national championship here. I want to be able to uh, 
take my game to the next level and take the help the the people around me take their game to the next level and be a part of that. Um, so, I mean, it was never really something that crossed my mind. <clears throat> I would like to stay and compete for it. And that's what I'm going to do um, is stay and compete for it. <clears throat> and I feel like the situation that we have going on within the quarterback room, uh, I feel like that, uh, like Derek could uh, speak on that too, is, uh, is, is even though we're competing, um, it's a, it's a situation where it's, we're all tight and we're all friends and, um, at the end of the day, we're competing, but we help each other out in a sense that that if we don't know something and we have to ask a question to one another, um, we can ask a question and we know we're not going to get a wrong answer. Right. Yeah. We know we know we're not going to get. I feel like at some point you might get a wrong answer, like praying on somebody's downfall. Right. And uh, wishing bad on them. But Tyler's helped me out a lot. And uh, and I feel like Tyler's helped me out to, to become a better quarterback. Um, and uh, I think just everybody in the room uh, has has pushed each other um, to just be better and be better as as football players and better human beings. Bro, quarterback is the weirdest position to play in all the sports because, like, it's only one QB, right? So, like, I know like, the, the rooms I've been a part of, like, they all been supportive, right? Like, it's a, it's a lot of rooms in the country that's like, man, I hope this guy sucks today at practice because I want to start. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think it's really important for a whole team, not just the quarterback room, for they, the, whoever the quarterback or whoever the guys on the field at that time, that's his team. It's his offense. You know what I mean? Like, you got to support each other. So I know y'all, I know y'all doing that because we was doing it when I was there. And I know that it, has, it hasn't been, it hasn't uh, went anywhere. Yet, uh, the other day, Brooke, Brooke had sent me a picture of y'all on the balcony. You know, after doing it, like immediately get a little break, everybody go to the balcony, y'all just talk, drink coffee, whatever. She, uh, she sent me a picture of y'all, like, damn, that they, they used to be you. <laughs> that shit crazy. Yeah. So like, I know y'all still, I know y'all still tight. It's good. Yeah, most definitely. You know, so I've been out there, you know, so I know how spring is going for you. But if you wanted to, you know, tell Derek, tell everybody else, you know, how you think, you know, spring's going for you. Like, how's the playbook coming along? What do you think about Coach Gaddis, Coach Ponce? you know, Coach Cristobal. Right. I think uh, from a coach's standpoint, I'll start on that. And um, they're definitely coaching us hard, um, but that's what's what's going to take you to the next level. That's uh, something that you got to embrace um, and and just accept and, and, and really just that's what's going to take you to the next level. That's, that's the bottom line is it's going to take you to the next level for sure. And um, – I think Coach Ponce is uh, on top of it with uh, with mechanics and uh, the footwork aspect and getting the pre-snap read and all that type of stuff. Uh, Coach Gaddis, um, Coach Gaddis's playbook, it's intense. The playbook's intense. Um, it's a lot to learn, uh, but once you get the grasp of it, um, which I'm still trying to get the grasp of it, and you can never learn enough, right? So uh, uh, I'm still trying to dig into it and, and really just master it and know it inside and out. Um, so that I can teach it to Coach Gaddis, right? Um, but but I love his playbook, and uh, I feel like it's going to prepare me for the next level. Um, and Coach Cristobal holds us to the highest of standards too, um, and uh, just everybody around, and and bringing back a, a a culture that that he's witnessed. He's he's been on national championship teams. He's won national championships, and um, and and just him bringing that it holds weight. You know what I'm saying? So um, as far as my spring, um, I feel like I've had some good days and some uh, and some off days. Uh, but you take those those 
those off days and you learn from them. Um, so I feel like that's really just, uh, you got to go out there and make mistakes. And uh, I feel like the sprint is the time to do that and go out there and make mistakes and, and learn from it. So you don't make the same mistake. And, um, I feel like that's really helped me and, uh, and, and just breaking down film with coach Ponce, uh, meeting with them one-on-one. -on -one and, uh, I feel like that's really helped me throughout the spring and I can't wait for a spring game. Just be able to go out there and play freely. I was thinking the same thing when you're talking about mistakes, because, you know, I'm learning a new playbook, too. Yeah. And it's funny. We just get this playbook. We're just, you know, getting into it. And mistakes are the best teacher. Like making a mistake is the best teacher, at least to me, because when it I'm out. Sucks, school, yeah, it sucks because you make a mistake on a certain call and they're on your ass like on your ass but the thing is you make a mistake on that play on what they're saying you'll never forget it you, yeah. you that, that mistake's not happening again so I mean, mistakes to me it's like always the best teacher and it's going to help us you know learn better and you know move forward i don't know at the beginning of the spring for me as well i was you know making mistakes on some things and now it's the last week of spring and this week has been – you always want your last week to be your best week of practice. This week has been my yeah. best week, you know, right. on mistakes-wise yeah. and things like that. You know, right. I've seen that, you know, from you and other members of, of the team as well. I think a big part of that, I think a big part is is even though you're in a new playbook and, and you know what I'm saying, you can't go half speed on it. And, like, as a quarterback, as a quarterback, even if, I, if I'm like, oh, man, like, this would be a perfect time to, to – pause time and turn around and say, coach, like this look, you know what I'm saying? And just, just ask him a question really quick and then roll with it. Like, nah, I'm, I'm sticking to my rules. This is what I have. I know what I have. Um, and if I'm going to make a mistake, I'm going to do it at a hundred percent and I'm going to find a way to make this work. Um, and, and that's by getting a completion or knowing where your heart is and that type of deal too. So, uh, I think that's a big thing. It's just really like owning it. Like if, if you're out there own it, just own it. And if and if you make a mistake, you'll talk about that later, but at least you owned it in the moment, right? You know, sure. it's funny that you say that because just the other day in practice, <laughs> and the, I, what I love about uh, Coach Steele, RDC, is when he was when he's wrong about something, he'll 100% say it. And me, I, you know, beginning of the spring, I wasn't too confident on some of the things because I didn't really know it yet. Mm -hmm. And we go out there and it's a play call and I got to call something and I call it, you know, this way. And I hear from the sideline, just someone yelling. at. I see Coach Steele yelling at me, yelling at me. And then I'm like, hell no, I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it. I'm, I know this is right. And he's yelling at me saying like to change it to something else. And then after the play, I go up to him and he's still yelling. I'm like, no, Coach, it was, I called it because of this. He's like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. My fault, my fault. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. I'm over here going up to him like, dang, was I right? You know, I'm over here like. Yeah. But, no, yeah, sticking with your guns, you know, you got to go out there and play fast. And you you can never, just like, you know, a quarterback, you can never just think twice about something. You got to pick something and, you know, stick with it. And it's the same thing, really, at linebacker. You got to make a call because you're calling something for the D-line and the DBs. You got to stick with it. You can't just change it last second because – some people may get the call, same, some may not. I mean, it's better to just roll with it. That's the thing is, is, is if, if all 11 people are wrong, 
You're all right. We're all together, right? And and we're gonna make it work because we're all wrong together, but we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the big thing we always say: if you're all wrong, you're all right. Right. Well, definitely appreciate you joining the show, bro. Uh, we we always do this. Every guest we have, we always you know ask them like you can say anything like motivational to anybody or like just a word of advice for you know anything you want to say to uh, you know for younger guys or guys with teen older. It don't matter for anybody. Yeah. Could be about football, could be about life, anything. Yeah, I would, I would really just take that uh that last thing that we we're talking about and just own it. I would say everything that you do, just own it, go one hundred percent in everything that you do. Um, you know what I'm saying? If if you can apply that to anything, I feel like football is the greatest game because you can apply it to to anything. If you if you're doing something wrong in in football and uh you go back and you watch the film, you go back and learn, right? And it's never it's never a, a loss. It's a lesson. You know what I'm saying? So um, really just taking your 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 losses and turning them to lessons and learning from it um, and just keep refining yourself. Just keep trying to be the best version of yourself and everything. And, uh, like Coach Chris Ball talks about all the time. Um, it's, it's the little things that you do and there's no little thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's no little thing. And and because uh, the little things add up and the little things is what's going to get you. So um, just being attention, uh, paying attention to details and um, and everything in your life. I feel like that's really uh, really takes people to the next level in, in whatever their sport is um, or whatever they got going on in their life. I like that. I like that for sure. Well, Jake, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate everybody that came in and listened to another episode of the King Rangoni Show. We'll see you all next time. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, bro. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.